Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Coming to you live from quarantine, locked up, raw, north of the border. I'm in good old Vancouver, Canada. She's on day three and technically teetering on the edge. So many things to answer, so many questions to get to. We're we're going to dive right into it. Hold on, I got to put my phone on silent. <laughs> it's the only thing really keeping me alive is knowing that maybe someone will call. And I'm excited to get into your voicemails because I definitely need to, I feel like if I can answer your problems, then um, I can fix my own. Because, I mean, listen, we all sort of did a quarantine, right? We all locked up, but it was a different situation. You were at least, you know, hopefully locked up with people that you loved, with family, or in your own space, right? You weren't locked up in, in a, you know, very sterile corporate apartment, a foreign country. That's what's really kind of throwing me off a little bit. Be one thing if I was here, if I had a buddy, if I was in a house with someone, but I have learned day three into my quarantine that I am so codependent on other people. It's unbelievable. It's actually quite embarrassing. And I'm sorry, listen, I got I don't know if you can hear that. I got a squeaky ass chair, okay? I mean, listen, it could be way worse. I know other people who are working on projects in other countries where they're in like mandated hotel, like a government mandated hotel where they're getting two square meals a day. I mean, it's a little like prison. And I locked up, okay? I was never one of those people who was out partying and wouldn't stay home or any of that shit. But um, I'm just going to kind of walk you through the whole process, my thought process, spiritually, mentally, physically. Definitely, it's been an emotional roller coaster, but we're going to get into it. Absolutely, yes, to booking a job and being able to work. Really been getting inundated with questions. I, I I don't know why I can't say what I'm doing. I signed a contract, so I'm not allowed to, but it's a cool project. It won't come out, obviously, until next year, but I'm excited to be working. Like, absolutely, yes. You know, that's fucking thrilling, and I'm here to play ball and, and play the rules, play by the rules. But I will admit, it is funny when they're like, you can't tell anyone what you're working on. You're like, but why? Hollywood reporters, you know, announced most of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, put me in, coach. Put my name on something. 
she's ready to be a little flashy. But anyways, yeah. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm here working on a, a movie and I, I can't say what, but that's what I'm doing. Um, and it all kind of came together pretty fast because, you know, production's moving quick. They're like, if they can get you, you get, they're like, you got to get your ass across the border. We got to get you in lockdown quarantine ASAP. Now I'm going to be very candid on this episode. Okay. I'm going to let you know like emotionally how raw and real and where I'm at. And you're allowed to judge. You know, it is what it is. Hold on. Let me turn off this air. Okay. Probably helped us out with sound a little bit. Icing myself out right now. And you know, I like to live in essentially a meat locker, but it's so fucking cold in this one bedroom. I thought I was going to friggin' my toes are falling off. Okay. Here's the deal. Where do we even begin? Okay. So I get the work visa. I, I cross the border as I'm going through customs in Canada you know, I, I just get sweaty around any kind of authority. Even when, like, I don't smuggle things. I'm, I play by the rules. I'm a baby back bitch, like a total pussy. If I were to get pulled over and the cop was just asking me for directions, if he was like a new cop in town and didn't know where to go, I would be like, I did it. And I, I haven't done anything. You know what I'm saying? So I'm crossing the border knowing I got to fill out visa paperwork and I'm already sweating. And then the Canadian customs agent was so kind. He's like, oh, hey, where'd you fly in from? Okay, great. Well, just so you know, it's a mandatory 14-day quarantine coming in uh, or a fine of a million dollars or three years in jail. Stamp my passport. It's like, have a great day. Like literally that was the conversation. I'm like, this man is physically very intimidating. Officer Brown, I believe it was. Very burly man, but had really the, the cadence in his voice, just the, the spirit of an angel. So I'm already like, God damn. I mean, listen, if I, if, and I'm getting itchy, if I got to break out of this apartment, I need y'all as listeners to maybe start a GoFundMe to bail me out. Cause I'm on day three and I'm, I've got a cool bead of sweat dripping down the right side of my neck where I'm really starting to itch. And you'll, you'll find out why when we really get into it. So anywho, we get here and listen, I'm playing ball. I, I mean, I had a negative COVID test 24 hours before I even got on the flight. So, you know, I'm, I'm keeping myself locked up. I'm ready to work, be professional. But when we check into the place where we're staying, they don't even give you a key. And I don't know if I'm like, whatever. I hope I don't get in trouble for sharing this, but this is how legit Canada is dealing with this quarantine. So I don't have a key to the apartment I'm in, which is what's really making me fucking itchy behind the legs. I'm able to order groceries. I'm able to order anything in, in, you know, on my like Instacart or Uber Eats or Postmates or whatever. You know, I just put it, hey, leave it at the door. I can buzz them up, leave it at the door. But it's just the fact that I don't have a key. I can't even go out in the hallway because then I'll be locked out. That's the shit that's really freaking me the fuck out. And I got to be honest with you. I'm not doing well being alone. Some people love it. Some people like to be alone with their own thoughts. I get fucking freaked out. I had a condo in college in Mississippi. I had one semester where I didn't have a roommate yet. And I remember my girlfriend, Mary Beth, called me one day. She went to Georgia, University of Georgia. And she called me and she said, you've got to get out. You need to either move back in the sorority house or you need to get a roommate or a pet right away because you are so fucking depressed. And even though I was at the sorority house every day, I'm going to school, I'm doing my thing, yada, yada, yeah. I'm bebopping around, hitting the clubs. Just coming home to a house by myself, which most people fucking love. 90% of people are like, you know what? I love coming home to my own apartment, my own house, my own space. I would come home to my condo in college after being out with my friends all day, which you would think, turn it off, settle your mind, 
Rest, ice your bunions. You know what I mean? Let those dogs come out of your, your cowboy boots and just kick them off and chill. I would just start weeping. So my friend Mary Beth had an intervention. She said, listen, bitch, you're not good on your own. And you and I both know this. You're a Pisces. Ides of March, March 15th even. E2 Brute. You know, I, I got a roommate immediately. But that's where I'm at. It's just really no social interaction that's making me crazy. And I got a balcony, but I'm on the 12th story. And I got to be honest with you. I kind of do this thing in my mind where I, not, not in, a, in a creepy like self-harm way, but if I'm on a high balcony, I'm afraid of outdoor heights. So I can't even get close to the edge because in my mind, it's not I'm going to fall. It's like, what if I just fucking jump, doggy? You know what I mean? And not in a dark way. If you can wrap your head around the fact that it's in no way a dark way, it's just in my mind, I'm like, what would happen, dude, if I just jumped? That's why I don't do well near, like, outside outside spaces. Again, nothing with self-harm, nothing with, like, I'm, because I'm in a dark place. I mean, I am in a dark place because I'm alone, but not, the balcony is not triggering that. But this is just through my life whenever I've gone. Like, I like to be like a second story kind of gal. If there's a balcony, I want to be really closer to the core of the earth. So I'm in this apartment and, and it's lovely and the accommodations are very comfortable and I'm and no, no complaints there. But just not having like the key, like I get a key to the apartment on the day that I'm wrapped on the quarantine is real. That's what's fucking <laughs> tripping me up when you're alone. And you're a, it's a March Pisces. This is when you get crazy. So, you know, clearly I've been FaceTiming home. I've been yada, 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 chit, chit, chat with folk. But across the way from me. So I have, you know, my view right now is back of a bunch of strip clubs. So I'm up on the 12th floor and there's a bunch of strip clubs down below. So I'm basically just looking at the riffraff hanging out. And that is no hate, no shade to the dancers. It's the creepy guys who you know, philanderers in the back, maybe, you know, trying to get a quick hand ski on the way out. This is, has nothing to do with the dancers because you know I am very stripper positive. I think it's fantastic. If I had a great body, I would show my body to anyone. But at this point, especially what I've done to my body this year, people would pay me to put my clothes back on if I was coming down the pole to a hot fire Gucci Mane number. And obviously that would be song of choice. Any of his records, Gucci Mane, Ride or die, till I die, peace up, A-Town Down. You know, it's keeping me fueled up while I am doing my damn thing in Canada. It's my favorite, the Go Macro Bars. Y'all, I can't talk about these enough. They're just freaking delicious. It is what it is. The truth is the truth. I love to have that good, good nutrition that is clean, non-GMO, raw, soy-free, gluten-free, kosher, vegan, and certified organic. And that's baby from my macro bars. And listen, if you have a food allergy or a dietary restriction, you don't need to worry because Go Macro offers three delicious nut-free flavors. And I know nuts can be a thing. I mean, I got a girlfriend who's allergic to peanuts. She even gets close to it. Eyes swole shut. So we're not, we're not messing with that. They've got great nut-free flavors, including oatmeal chocolate chip, maple sea salt, and sunflower butter and chocolate. Dude, oatmeal chocolate chip will blow your mind. It will literally blow your socks off and make your toes curl. It's so, so friggin' good. They also have eight bars that are certified FODMAP, it's food map friendly so that everyone can enjoy a delicious snack. And basically that's like if you have like major allergies. Remember baby, it's clean and raw. You know, I love that word raw. 
The cool thing is it's a mother-daughter owned business that's based in a rural community. And they're just all about putting good products out there that feed and nourish good people. And I'm here for it. Listen, it's available in 15 mouthwatering flavor. Go macro macro bars are made 100% plant-based ingredients to fuel your body and your mind. Get your hands on some of Go Macro's delicious macro bars by going to gomacro.com and using promo code absolutely for 30% off plus free shipping and all orders over $50. Remember, go to gomacro.com and use promo code absolutely. Now back to the podcast. Anyways, so I've got a view of the back of the strip clubs. And then across from me, you know, I'm surrounded by a bunch of bunch of high rises. Now across the street from me, I swear to God, it's at my like mm, seven o'clock. There's some fucking crazy shit going on in this building. It's a condo building, but uh, I don't know if the HOA hasn't contacted anybody in the apartment that's directly across from me, but there is a stage five hoarder's intervention. There's got to be 65 dead cats in this lady's freezer alone. And there's not really, now I can see two lights on, okay? There's a, there's a kitchen light on, but the, I want to paint this picture for the balcony. The balcony is just from the bottom to the, t- almost to midway top of the door before it would like fly off the balcony, just stuffed with newspapers and garbage. Like there is so much shit in this apartment that is coming out that it's, it's I mean, you couldn't walk out on the balcony. If you had to like catch your breath, I'm afraid the balcony's eventually going to max out on weight and Scarlett's going to take a tumble down onto the poor riffraff down below hanging out outside the strip club. So now I feel like I got to call the friggin' Vancouver Urban Planning Department and tell them, listen, we might need to get somebody from, uh, from engineering out here and check the bolts on this bad boy because this balcony out here is about to blow, baby. And see, this is what happens. When you're a Pisces, you're a dreamer. You're creative. You know what I mean? You you get in the zone. And so then, of course, I'm like, well, I'm just spying on these people all day. I'm like, I need to to get in there. I need to, as soon as I'm let out of quarantine, I need to go into the lobby of this building. I need to find out who lives in that apartment. I need to do a wellness check. I also want to do like a character study. You know what I mean? Is this lady's name, you know, Marilyn? Does she wear socks and sandals? Is she actually like, I don't know, keeping, you know, the cure for cancer in there. But because she was in a bad marriage, she doesn't believe in herself. So she started hoarding newspapers and garbage on her porch and doesn't think that she really needs to leave the house. Maybe she's agoraphobic. Maybe it just takes me going into that apartment and being like, listen, Marilyn, I see you. I got you. Now give me the, you know, the code to the, to the safe with the vials of the vaccine. I don't know. That's where I go. I'm on an episode of X-Files. CSI, you know, Law and Order, SVU. Could there be sexual assault happening in there? I don't know. There's too much garbage. I can't see in the damn windows. So that's where I'm at emotionally. I'm trying to solve crimes from my sterile one-bedroom workplace apartment. Again, richly blessed, not complaining about the work. I understand everyone's having to follow protocols, but I just think, you know, I can't, this is originally why Jeff and I got out of New York. We loved our apartment. But the thought of, not being able to just step outside and put your feet in some grass, it'll fucking make you start, your toes start to itch, you know? And I'm a country girl. Not really. I'm, you know, I'm pretty much a city slicker, but I like to get out there. Wasn't until 2020 hit that I realized I need nature. Now I got a fucking shopping addiction. I've ordered enough shit on Canadian Amazon. Here's the thing. I'm going to lose money on this project. 
Just so y'all know, whatever I would be getting paid, I've already spent about $1,000 between Instacart, Canadian Amazon, because I just need friends. You know what I mean? I ordered a green screen. I ordered new pillows. Like I said, listen, if I get a pill, some pillows, a duvet, lovely sheets, but if maybe if I get something else, it'll, you know, it'll feel like I've got my own accoutrements here. I've ordered enough wine, which I'm really not drinking because it, it just makes me a little sad, right? I mean, I'll have, I'm, I'm drinking a little glass. I'm having a little wine right now, but, you know, I'm recording this at 8 a.m. No, I'm kidding. But I am. You know what that wine tastes like? I'll tell you what. Locked up. It tastes, uh, well, a little bit like freedom. So here's the deal. I got to do 13 nights. You know, I'm, I'm playing by the rules. I'm glad to be working, but I got to be honest with you. I think what's also kind of making it a spiral. I would be in Italy right now getting married. Jeff and I were going to le- get legally married next weekend. And his birthday is uh, the 21st. And so I'm having one of those moments where I'm like, fuck, I can't. I, I, I'm really getting homesick in the sense that I'm away from my love. Like we were going to do something special together, just him and I, real romantic moment. And I'm like, I, not only can I not see him because he can't cross the border, but I just can't even, I can't be with him on the day that we were supposed to get married. So that's, it's getting a little crazy. That's why I'm getting a little, you know what I mean? I, I don't know what to do. My anxiety's through the friggin' roof. I'm about to, you know, start flashing my lights six times and see if I can get the attention of Marilyn across the way. I got to do a wellness check on her. Yeah, I'm living in my own anguish, but maybe, maybe there's a couple crimes I could solve. Maybe though, fuck, why didn't I think about this? Maybe if I start solving some crimes, Canada will just come test me and they'll let me out of court early. Wow, Heather, wow. Why didn't you think about that? Hold on, I got to pop my ears. Also, I have this ear shit going on and it's from sinus pressure. Again, I've had like six negative COVID tests. It's not, it's not COVID related. It's on my left ear and I got checked for an ear infection and the doctor was like, ah, they're irritated, but no infection. Also, I'm pretty sure this guy was on fucking angel dust when he checked me out. He was in and out in 10 seconds, which made, made me think he didn't even look. You know what I mean? You know, when you go to a doctor's office, you're like, did you even... Did you even turn the light in there? Like you stuck the thing in there. You didn't look. You didn't put your eye to the magnifying glass to see what's in there. So today on Instacart, Instacart is my best fucking friend. I ordered some eardrops and I, and I think I fucked my ear up. But I'm too afraid to ask, you know, can a doctor come look at my ear? Because I don't know if that's going to reset my core back. Core as in quarantine, of course. So that's when you started getting a little bit of a head spin. And then I made dry ass fucking chicken tonight. Dry. You know, and I've only got like one pot and one pan. I'm in essentially a corporate apartment. I don't have my William Sonoma setup like I do at home. You know, bitch fucks with the cast iron skillet, perfectly seasoned, rinse it with water and then zhuzh it with some salt and some oil and a scrubber. I mean, my pans are seasoned. They're seasoned, Susan. You're not going to come to my house and get an unseasoned pan. And that's just where I'm at in my life and my chef chef's table journey. I found this place called Legends Hall here and they've got, it's like a fancy market because I can't get Whole Foods delivered. It's not on Instacart. It's not on Amazon. So I can't do Whole Foods, but whatever. I, I ordered this like organic chicken. I'm like, I'm going to try and be healthy. I'm trying to work out, get the anxiety out. I got these resistant bands on Amazon. I'm doing my thing. You know, I'm trying to move my body. But today I just said, fuck it. All right, I'll eat healthy. So I make chicken, dry ass fucking chicken. And let me tell you, 
I've ordered so much shit. I got coconut oil. I got avocado oil, olive oil. I smuggled over two things, though. I smuggled over everything but the bagel seasoning from Trader Joe's and mixed nut butter. Fuck, fucking A, baby. So I'm putting everything but the bagel seasoning. I ordered Frank's Red Hot. Like, I'm just loading my shit up with some seasoning. And I don't understand how I made this chicken so fucking dry. Thank God I chewed it accordingly. If I would have choked and died in this apartment, and that's my biggest thing. I also ordered a blender online because I'm going to be drinking a lot of smoothies because this is my biggest fear is eating some dry ass chicken choking. And then they find me six weeks later. And, you know, a cat somehow crawled in here and eaten, eaten me. They find me legless, eaten by a pack of cats. Honestly, if I were to go out, I would allow, I would sacrifice myself for cats. You know, I'm a cat person, but that's where I'm at. It's guys, it gets dark. You really got to look yourself in the mirror when you're making yourself dry ass chicken and you know it's your fault. You know, maybe I got distracted because I was, something caught my eye over at Maryland's and I'm like, you know, is she sending me a signal? It is what it is. And yeah, I can order food out, but I'm not, I've already spent, you know, $1,200 on bullshit just to keep, because you know what it is? It's like, I need the gifts. I need something to be delivered. So I feel like, okay, you know, it'll say like, rate your Instacart. And I'm like, Lisa did a great job. I'm doing very thorough reviews. I could feel her hot breath on the other side of the door. She knocked gently twice and said, I'll leave your package out here. And then whispered, I love you. Like, that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? That's where I'm fucking at. I'm coming up with scenarios. I'm looking at all these other apartments. I mean, I've got backstories on couples who's single, you know, I'm really just coming up with something. And listen, if you were single in quarantine, like truly couldn't leave your house or got sick during this, God bless you. This is some heavy shit. And so, okay. So when I checked in the building too, they were like, hey, by the way, this is not day one. This is day zero. So even though I should be like on day five, I'm actually on day technically three. God, here we are. Here we are. Nothing you can do but pray. So it is what it is. And that's the other thing because the border's closed. It's not like I can have Jeff come over. So when people are like, why didn't Jeff go with you? He can't. Border's closed. You got to have a work visa. I mean, the amount of paperwork I had to fill just to come do this was fucking crazy. Oh, and then somebody had the audacity like, why didn't you bring your dog? What am I going to fucking do, Tammy? I can't walk him. I can't, I don't have keys to the fucking door. I can't go down the elevator and walk his ass around and take him on a walk. If he's got a poop, I got to squeeze him over the damn balcony. Hope I don't drop him. I'm not doing that. It's animal cruelty. Having a little sip of Perrier. Ah, tight bubbles. Love Perrier. That's the other thing too. You know, even though we're on the West Coast, everything's in French. It's really throwing me off. And I hear Vancouver's a fucking great town. I mean, when I bust down here, I'm getting oysters. Oh, you know what's a big pet peeve of mine? When people say oyster. They're like, y'all want to get some oysters? No, I want to get an oyster. Or if like somebody says, instead of picture, it's pitcher. Let me get a pitcher. Y'all want to take a picture? I'll, I'll take a picture. Sure. Now, if y'all don't know what an oyster is, it's when you open a shell and a little bit of the Lord's prayer just slides down the back of your throat. And tr- here's the thing. You know, I love sauces. Y'all know I'm a condiment queen. And that's why I love an oyster too. It's, it's like what a tater tot is. A tater tot is just a vessel to get more sauces. An oyster is just a vessel to get some mignonette, a little Tabasco, you know, maybe a little saltine. It, that, all an oyster is, is a vessel to get some sauces down the gullet. That's why I love it. So far, sushi's been friggin' great, eh? 
But when I get out of here, I'm going to get a dirty martini and an oyster. That's what's up. And that's on God. And that's what I'm doing. Shit, hold on. I'm looking outside right now. It's actually nightfall. And I got to be honest with you. There's some heavy shit going on uh, behind the strip club. And again, should I report it? Probably. If you see something, say something. But then am I going to get interrogated? I just, I'm, I'm, guys, I'm being selfish. I don't want to do anything to fuck up my quarantine. Fuck, but I fucked up my ear. I really fucked up my ear. I put drops in it and then I got one of those bulbs. I sucked it out. I might've sucked out a piece of cartilage. Like, I don't know what happened. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, everybody. It's, I'm, I'm week one. I think if I can just get through the first week and then I know, okay, it's just like a matter of like a countdown from there. Like when you're, when you're toward, when you get over the first hump, you're like, all right, we can do this. We got this. We got this. But I'm going to need your encouragement. I'm going to need you to send me love notes. I'm going to need just, I need to feel that warmth. I'm being honest. I'm being honest, telling you what I need from you. Because y'all tell me what you need from me and I hope I deliver. But right now, literally the back of my legs are itching just to run. You know, like Julia Roberts in The Runaway Bride. I just want to run. I'm saying it now. You know, I make fun of fucking runners all the time. I've never wanted to run so bad in my life. So when I get out of court, first thing I'm doing, I'm, I'm going for a jog. You heard me. Yeah, I, I know you're laughing. You're sitting in your Mazda and you're fucking laughing. Laugh away, bitch. Forrest Gump is going to be running through Canada. And you know what her name is? It's Nature Heather. It's Nature Heather. Instead of Forrest Gump, it's Nature Heather. Because that's who I am now. Your girl's about to be sitting by the ocean with the dream catcher and a dirty martini and an oyster. But I'm going to run there first and that's how I'm going to justify it. All right, listen, I know I got problems, but y'all got bigger fucking problems. I mean, this hotline's getting so out of control. It's unbelievable. Let's get into the voicemails. I love you. I mean it. Let's let's see what y'all are getting into. All right, let's roll. Hey, Heather, this is Megan calling from Orlando, Florida. And I wanted to just call with an absolutely not. My absolutely not is how freaking long this pandemic has lasted. It is horrible here in Florida, as everyone knows, because no one can freaking wear a mask and socially distance themselves. But I am a little bit behind on your podcast. I have to admit, I'm not proud of that. But I was recently listening to your Locked Up Raw podcast. And in the podcast, you just encouraged us, you know, to just hunker down for a couple of weeks and this will all be over. And I just thought to myself, if Heather only knew what was coming, it hasn't been a couple of weeks, clearly, and it's not over and there's no end in sight. Well, Megan, you literally just fucking called me out. I mean, it's fine. I deserve it. I'm sitting here fucking bitching about me itching. And remember, I was trying to be encouraging. Guys, we got this. Stick it in. Stay home. I am. I'm actually in a physical locked up raw situation and I'm fucking breaking. And it's hard. I'm supposed to be the voice of reason in this situation. I'm putting essential oil all the way down the back, the nape of my neck just to cool down my attitude. And I'm not mad at you. You called me out. You're right. But I was, you know, I listen. In a time of crisis, I'm your girl. Listen, if we're out and somebody trips and like, you know, a leg falls in a gutter, like baby Jessica, if you fall in a well, I'm going to get you. I do very well in, in crisis situations. I do. I'm not a good planner. I'm not great with details. I'm going to forget your baby shower. But like if, if you if you were to start 
going into labor, I could deliver the baby. And that doesn't mean that I'm great with just medical stuff, but I'm great in a, in a moment of like, we got to get something fucking done. Let's hunker down and let's do it. But if I got a pre-plan, if I got a plan ahead, it doesn't work that way. You know, if you were to surprise me and say, bitch, we're going on a trip. You got 30 minutes to pack your bags for fucking Bora Bora. I will bring everything and I'll figure it out. That's how I work. That being said, you know, in the moment I was trying to be encouraging, that was my panic moment. My, okay, guys, we got this. We got this. And in that moment, my fight or flight said, you got to be the light the way. You know, Jesus, Allah, Jehovah came down and said, Heather, this is your moment to be encouraging. And we're still in this shit. And I wish I had a good answer for you. Listen, here's the deal. I'm going to be honest. And I got to talk in a low voice. And I'm not shitting on Canada. Canada's fucking awesome. Everyone is so fucking nice. Even the customs agent who said I would be fined a million dollars and three years in jail really had a great attitude. I will say, though, you know, I said earlier that I've been kind of staring at everybody. No one on the streets wearing a mask. So I feel a little fucking crazy and itchy and fuzzy because I've been sitting up like a princess in her pee, princess in her in her condo. And I'm looking around, people coming and going out of Starbucks below me. No one's wearing a fucking mask. So I'm getting a little crazy. But the reason Canada's in a better situation than America is because they got serious about the lockdown. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't know if y'all just heard that, but a fucking motorcycle just revved its engine. Something's going down again across I think a stripper just got on the back of a Harley and is riding to freedom. Go, Cassandra, you go. Anywho, back to what we were saying. God, this chair's fucking squeaky. Anyways, but listen, I mean, the, the reason we're still not out of this is because everybody acted like a fucking jackass. So I feel like a jackass bitching and complaining about it, but it is. It's, it's you know, I've, I haven't been by myself in 32 years. There was a point at the beginning of my life that my mom, instead of attachment parenting, she just put me in the woods for a year and helped me figure things out. And that's why I do stand-up comedy now. Thanks a lot, Red. But yeah, we're still in this. I don't know what the right answer is. I'm ready to get back on the road. I'm ready to do some shows. But if it's going to be like, I got every city I go to, you know, you have to be locked up for two weeks. You can't get any work done. And we've got to find ways to keep going. You know, I get when people are like, you got to open your businesses. You got to work. I mean, I don't know what the fucking answer is. Get testing. I mean, do we have enough tests by now? It's been six fucking months. Have we not turned a fucking Nike factory into a swab factory? Let, let, like, let's go. Why are we still making fucking Yeezys? We should just be making swabs. Hey, Kanye, instead of making more fucking sneakers and running for president, why don't you, you know, donate some money to some swabs? Bitch, Megan, I feel you. Listen, when I went down to Florida, I was actually quite surprised. I mean, I thought everybody was wearing their masks and, and being good girls, but that's why Canada, that's why I'm locked up right now is because Canada took shit seriously. You know what's going to really fucking piss me off is we get through the election and then all of a sudden just COVID disappears. You know what I mean? If all of a sudden we realize that this was politically motivated and that doesn't sway me one way or the other. But you know what I mean? If it's all of a sudden we get through. Also, side note, I'm terrified of being like stuck in a different country during the election, which most people would probably say, Heather, that's a good thing, but I got to get back to vote. Your girl's got to get back. I mean, my manager said if she's got to, she'll meet me at the border with the absentee ballot. But because this happened so quickly, I didn't have enough time. I literally like found out on a Friday I was going to Canada on a Monday. I didn't even have time to get my fucking voting right. I don't think I'd be out of the country. And, you know, they say when the Spanish flu happened, it lasted like two years. But it's also because nobody had any like means of transportation. You know, we're actually going through this probably quicker because it's spreading so much quicker and then we can fucking get through it. 
But the Spanish flu, it was like it would take three months for a guy named Charlie to get on his horse and ride into the next town. He would show up, you know, give you the flu. And that's why that took two years. And this whole thing when they're like, oh, they're going to have vaccines in, you know, January. Oh, vaccine by April. I'm not fucking taking the vaccine. And I said it. I'm sorry. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer, but I'm going to let the first round of people. I need to see if you're going to have a unicorn horse hoof growing out of your forehead. You know what I mean? And I trust science. I believe in science. You know, global warming is real. I'm not a denier. I will vaccinate my children. I'm not saying that. But the first round of a quick vax, you know what I'm saying? Listen. I work well under pressure, but I'll tell you what, I'm not going to just take something that somebody whipped up in the kitchen real quick. You know what I'm saying? And I got plenty of doctor friends who kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge, said, give it a hot second. Let them simmer on it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what the answer is, Megan. You know, you got to do the best that you can do by representing the sweet state of Florida. I thought Florida was doing okay. When I when I physically went down there and saw everybody, I was quite proud, but I was also in a beach area where people were you know, outside doing their thing, being safe. But hey, teach their fucking own. I don't know. I don't know what's the answer, doggy. But you know what I do know what the answer is? Fuck that. I'm going to continue to be encouraging because that's all we got. Because we're about to go into the holiday season and your girl's going to fucking snap if she doesn't think that Kris Kringle is going to come and bring her a little goodie back. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up, Megan. Let's keep going. Heather, my girl, P to P, I have an absolutely not. Which I left you an absolutely yes, but that didn't get aired. Times, you know, have changed. Absolutely not. I am currently in New York trying to manifest some magical things um, and just, you know, really following my dreams. Anyway, um, my friend is so greatly offered to come give me some company because I was feeling very homesick and he decided to bring his boyfriend. And although I love company, I have an absolutely not, absolutely not to wet blankets on trips. We get here and audacity of, you know, his neuropathy in his feet. Why are we in the city of walking if you have neuropathy of your feet? And on top of it, just nothing to the table, no funniness, nothing. It's almost worse when you are bringing truly nothing and are nice versus being a bitch or being, you know, the starlet of the group. So, yeah, absolutely not to not being mindful of the guests you invite on a trip to a girl that is feeling a little homesick. Love you, Heather. All right, listen, I'm feeling you on this when I'm homesick too. You know what I mean? Being locked up raw, you just get homesick. And you know, New York, we're in big cities right now. I'm in Vancouver, you're in New York. You know, when you just see the glistening lights around you, you need something. You need something warm to hold you at night. I get it. Okay, but let's talk about a wet fucking blanket and let's nip this in the bud right now, okay? Nothing is worse, like you said it. Nothing is worse. I'd rather have a bitch named Kelsey with a rude tood and a coke habit staying at my place than just some, you know, nice name girl named Laura who has nothing to offer. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like drama. I'm not a drama kind of gal, but I do like a little sass, you know, a sass on a Saturday. I need to feel something. If I invite you to my home, you know, okay, wait. So say if like, say if Ray, okay, my, my BFF Ray, if Raymond were to like bring somebody on a trip, to come visit me and it was like the worst person ever. I tell Ray, I say, you go stay down at the Ramada Inn. Don't bring this kind of half-ass, no personality bullshit in my house. And I don't need you to be like fucking bugging out. I don't need, this is not a bad girls club. You know, I don't need you to like come in the door and then punch me in the teeth. Not trying to start that. Won't start nothing, won't say nothing. But I do like you to come in with a story. 
even if you were like an introvert and you walked in, it's like, you know, okay, nothing pisses me off fucking more. Absolutely not. To when people don't ask you about yourself too. Like when people talk over you. And listen, I'm an engaging person. I know I talk a lot because I'm an entertainer. But if you come into my house, we're going to sit down and say, hey, what's your name? Okay, Tyler, Tyler, tell me everything. Where are you from? What do you do? What are your likes? Like I'm an engaging person. I enjoy a conversation. And I genuinely am going to absorb it. Again, codependent. I'm a Pisces. I need a partner. I want you to know I'm going to give a little. I'm going to take a little. It's going to go back and forth, even keeled. Nothing is fucking worse than when you invite somebody in and then they just start chit-chatting, but then they don't reciprocate it either. Or say if you, like, I've gone to other people's homes, like, that I've never met, and then they don't ask me about my, like, who the fuck are you in my house? Like, if you come to my house, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Tell me your story. Do you know Marilyn across the street? Tell me your story. So if you're going to come to my house, I'm going to ask you questions is what I'm really trying to say. So you better come with some answers. If I ask you, what's your favorite color? It better be lilac. Just stick to something. What are you feeling like for dinner? General South chicken. Great. Chinese it is. And that's not me being bossy and wanting you to make all the decisions. But I just need to know that if you're coming into my place, you've got some, you know, you got some, oh, what am I trying to say? Just a little. Like I'm squeezing my pussy as I say this, like a little mm, behind it. I'd rather wake up in the middle of the night and find you snooping in a damn drawer. And I'm like, this bitch is trying to get into something. She's looking for a tax return. Do you know what I mean? Because at least I know I'm going to be entertained. Side note, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast and this is probably going to be long-winded, but I used to live in an apartment in New York years ago and one of the girls that lived in the apartment, her boyfriend was a cokehead. And so it was New Year's Eve and this was the first night that Jeff had ever stayed over and I actually woke up because I heard, I woke up in my room and the one of my roommate's cokehead boyfriend's friends, they were all chefs. He was, this guy was so coked out of his mind. He was going through my drawers and he was just yelling, where are my knives? Where are my knives? He was looking for his cooking knives because you know, like chefs, they come home with their knives. I jump out of fucking bed. I grab this guy by the back of it. He still had his fucking chef's coat on. It's like five o'clock in the morning. I grab him by the back of his chef's coat. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Get the fuck out. I drag him into the common area. Jeff is dead fucking asleep. Everybody else has a guy in their room. This is a four bedroom apartment. Every single girl wakes up and like comes out and was like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? I grab this guy by the neck. I throw him out of our fucking apartment. This girl's boyfriend is like, oh my God, like, sorry, my boy Kevin's so cooked out of his mind. I was like, Adrian, get him the fuck out of here. Anyways, long story short, Jeff sleeps through the whole fucking thing. I literally woke up to somebody rifling through my damn drawers. And Jeff is... (laughs) Out like a light. So the next morning we wake up and he's like super hungover. And I was like, did you sleep through the robbery? This is date like four. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I didn't. I slept with him like date two. And it is what it is. I'm being honest. And he was like, didn't (laughs) didn't hear a thing. And honestly, if Jeff, if like, and that's kind of goes back to what I'm saying. Like if also if you're staying at my apartment and we get robbed and somebody comes in, I need to know that you've got enough attitude and spunk behind you that you'll start throwing bows. Should have kicked Jeff's sweet ass out a long time ago. I love him. He's a great guy. Slept through the whole fucking thing. And you know, and that's something a wet blanket would do. A wet blanket wouldn't get up and defend the property. A wet blanket would be like, I had my, my retainer in. I didn't hear a thing. I don't know what having a, you know, a night guard in your mouth would do to 
your auditory experience, but I'm just saying, you get my point. Wow, Jeff. Wow. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. This is Laura Kate from Dallas, Texas, and I'm calling in with an absolutely not. So I just graduated from college and one day there was like a group of us girls and guys all hanging out at my house. And I don't really know how this came up in conversation, but one of my guy friends was like, yeah, I can't poop with my shirt on. And we were all like, what? And he was like, yeah, like, it's so disgusting to me. Like, I have to take my shirt off when I poop. So obviously, my next question was, do you do that in public? And he said, yes, I take my shirt off and hang it on the hook on the door of the stall. And he literally, if he has to go to the restroom in public, he takes his shirt off and hangs it on the hook in the stall. This is an absolutely not for me. It is one, disgusting. Two, you know when you lock eyes with someone in the crack, can you imagine seeing someone shirtless? That is just completely unacceptable. So that is my absolutely not. Um, Hope to see you on the road soon one day. Love you. Wow. Thank you for this absolutely not. First of all, what in the absolute fuck? are you talking about? Your boy Kevin takes his shirt off when he's got to go do his thing? <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, he, you realize you need, this friendship's over. I mean, I know I, I just said that I wanted somebody to come into my home with a story, with a little spunk, with just like a point of view, but somebody who takes their shirt off while they take a shit is a serial killer. And you and I both know it because this is how it starts. You know, they get weirded out. They're like, oh, I don't want my, my button down on while I'm doing the, the potty thing. But what is it really triggered from? Something fucked up. That's the kind of person you end up going to their apartment. You see doll hairs. You open a, a drawer. You know what I mean? You're in the kitchen looking for a wine opener. You open a drawer, just doll hair. And you're like, hey, Kevin, what's this? He's like, oh, no, 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 weird. Some, no, it's just, you know, somebody sent me, <laughs> one of my boys probably just put a bunch of doll hairs, you know, in that drawer just to be like, stupid. Okay, hey, who wants to take Jaeger bombs? And you're like, you get distracted by the Jaeger bombs because you're an alcoholic. So you're like, okay, I'm going to ignore it. Then you go into his bedroom. He's like, hey, everybody come in here. Let's smoke some weed. You sit on the bed. You're like, the bed feels a little lumpy. You lift the mattress. Just mice alive. <laughs> Not because they live in the apartment, just just crushed mice under the mattress. Why? Because Kevin's going to kill you one day. That friendship needs to be done. I'll tell you what. And like you mentioned, you know, you make visual eye contact through the crack of a stall. Do you know how vulnerable men will never understand, except maybe Kevin, the serial killer with the doll hairs and the dead mice. And he probably has just one crutch. You know what I mean? Like a crutch from when you broke your ankle, just sitting in the closet. I don't know why, what he's going to do with it, but he's got it. Ladies, if you're new and you're, you know, you're dating, the first thing you need to do is look for the doll hairs, the mice, and the crutch. And if you see those three things, fucking get out of there. Actually, if you see the doll hairs first, just go. Just go. And if you see a bunch of shirts on the back of a, the bathroom, you go in, freshen up, and you see all these shirts back there, get the fuck out of there. He'll kill you. That's what it is. That's some serial killer shit right there. American Psycho. But guys will never understand because I think most guys keep their shirts on when they shit. But when the most vulnerable moment for any woman ever, period. It, this is goes beyond childbirth. This goes beyond, you know, a, a gynecology exam. 
is when you're wearing a fucking romper and you got to pee and you can't push the thing to the side and you got to take the whole romper off. I, listen, I was in a rompers this summer and you know, rompers are a hard thing for me. I have a very long torso and a wide set vagina. So for me, every, I need every romper to be like six inches longer and a little girthier through the hips. So rompers are already, you know, I, my shoulders get caught and it's really because of the shoulder. The torso is long. Ass is fat. Torso is long. There is nothing more vulnerable than when you're in a public place like at a concert and you're in your romper, in order to take off your romper, you just got, you know, you got to get fully naked. And so you're just sitting on the fucking toilet. Usually with some like really bad, like sticky boob, because this is a slutty romper that, you know, your titties don't have enough support for, but somehow you've pulled it off. That's the fucking feeling. And you can see there's a line out the door because you're at like, I don't know, a Dave Matthews band concert. Nobody wore rompers when Dave Matthews was popular. You're at a, you know, Kesha, I don't know. What do the kids listen to these days? At Jonas Brothers concert. And you, you can see that 700 women that are in line who got to pee. And you literally are making eye contact with the bitch outside. And she just sees, you know, she sees that your nipples are pointing into the toilet. Because you're like, listen, bitch. Listen, bitch. I got to go. And I had to take this full fucking romper off. That's a vulnerable position right there. And, you know, she can see that you have sticky boobs on and her in her mind. She's like, you know, she went for it. But we know that that those those sticky boobs are supporting nothing. And actually, it's kind of like a, a female code. You both kind of like lock eyes. and You're like, yeah, I, I was I fucking did the romper with the sticky boobs. You know how it is. And she's like, yeah, do your thing. And you know what? This brings me full circle. This brings me full fucking circle. Remember when we used to be able to go to concerts. You know, when people say that, like, this is the new way of life. I don't think so. I don't know what the fuck this was. But somebody said that Dr. Fauci was like, oh, we're like just now in the age of pandemics. Like, there'll be so many more. What the fuck is this guy trying to do to us? Give us a fucking heart attack? This is insane. This is why I get, like, when you think about that, we will never be able to gather again why people get crazy with conspiracy theories. Because you're like, yeah, they're cooking up something, son. Does Fauci have doll hairs? In his kitchen, somebody check. Also, he, I really just genuinely think he's a, a good scientist, but still, whatever the, you know, the fear-mongering news was the other day, it was like, Fauci says we're in this forever. And I was like, fuck me. I can't, we can't. I need to be naked, romperless at the Falcon Stadium, wasted off my ass, holding up a, a line. Actually, I will be honest real quick. You know, I've said this before. I have a very sharp um, P-stream. So if I'm ever in line at a Falcons game, any sort of sporting event, you know, concert, whatever, I swear to God, every single time I come out of the bathroom, and this is full bladder release. This is not me peeing and I still got stuff, you know, a little oil left in, in the tank. This is full pee release. I come out, the woman behind me is always like, oh my God, that was so quick. And I just, I, I just wink at her and I go, small urethra, that's what's up. And I wash my hands and I walk out. And every time they usually find me later on and they like kind of point and wink like, yeah, girl, remember how fast you peed? And I'm like, it's because I have a tiny pee hole. And we've been over this multiple times on the podcast. So I don't think I need to really beat a dead horse. Although I would, if somebody gave me that option, if they're like, Heather, you could either stay inside this apartment right now or go outside and beat a dead horse. I'd be like, give me a bat. Let's go. Louisville slugger me up. But wow, your friend's got to take off his shirt to shit. And this is where we're at. 2020, get the fuck out of here. 
listen, at this point, this is where we need to stop because I'm getting crazy. I'm getting just sizzling, tickling, itching. My Hulu account isn't working. I don't know why. I got to hydrate. I got to get these eardrops out of my ear. I got, I could put too many drops in the, the left ear and it's, it's boiling. But this is where we're at. And I guarantee you, you check in next week, the week after, you know this podcast is going to be probably not suitable. It's never suitable for work, but probably taken off the air because your bitch is going to be too raw. You know, and it is what it is. I mean, you know, I, I do feel a little bit better that I know that, you know, we got some creep named Kevin taking off his shirt to shit. I mean, what is this? Have we just lost all sense of ourselves? But then I got to bring it back. Heather, you are here to encourage, be joyful, be giggly and silly. This is what I need from y'all next week on the podcast. I need you to call in with some words of encouragement. I need you to start the voicemails. Hit me on the hotline, 800-213-7503. Hit me with an encouraging note. And then I need you to hit me with a, with an absolutely not. But I need, I need the ridiculousness. And I'm going to see what's going on with Marilyn. As soon as I'm let out of this place, I'll tell you what, you will know what's going down. You'll know. Because I'm going over there. I'm walking over to the apartment. I'm going to tell them, y'all need to, I guess I could just call 911 and say like, can you check on this bitch? But I'm going to call the HOA over there, that condo association. Be like, we got to talk about this. I don't know. Maybe Marilyn's got fucking doll hairs. Maybe she's taking off her shirt to shit. Maybe all the things that are actually on the balcony are old shirts. People are fucking weird, y'all. That's what I'm learning. People are fucking weird. But in the meantime, we're going to make it. We're going to be okay. I love each and every one of you. And just pray for me. That's all I can ask for. Pray to Allah. Pray to heavenly Jehovah above. I need it. I need it. I need his power, his patience, his presence. I maybe need a couple more Zannies. So if somebody could slip those in the mail to me, much appreciated. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I love you guys. I mean it. See ya. Fuck, I hope we see you next week. Love you, mean it. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.